It's too soon. Elizabeth's words rang in Fanny Ryan's ears as she studied the advertisement in the magazine. It wasn't, though. Fanny didn't think so. Colum Ryan, her husband, had been dead almost a year, one of the last casualties of the Civil War. Prior to that, he had been gone for nearly two years, fighting for the North in the war, and before that, they had only been married a few months before he left. Fanny was young. She wanted to start over. This time, she hoped to find love. Hence the magazine before her, open to a page of young men out west looking for wives. She had come to Boston to be with Colum, and all around her were his people. His people who didn't think she should ever love anyone except their column. She wanted adventure, something new. She circled three of the ads and in her careful hand wrote out three identical letters. I saw your advertisement in the Boston Daily Journal and I feel I could be the wife you are looking for. I am 22 years old, widowed last year. I have been called handsome. I love to sing and I play the piano. My hair and eyes are brown, and I have a thin waist. I'm excited to move to a new place and meet new people. I want to have children and be a mother. I'm very good at domestic chores. Please write to me if you are interested. Fanny reread her letter and mailed the three copies. Then began the waiting game. Two of the men wrote back to her, and from the cadence and tone of the letters, Benjamin Stewart, the surgeon for a town in Wyoming Territory called Fremont Lake, proved himself the clear front-runner. Time passed, and Fanny found herself checking the mail every day, even when she knew his letters couldn't have reached her yet. Elizabeth accompanied Fanny to the post office one winter afternoon. Those trips to the post office became much more frequent after she and Mr. Stewart started corresponding. Fanny saw the return address on the crumpled, dirty envelope. Letters took a lot of wear and tear en route from Wyoming Territory to Boston and tore it open there at the post office. Elizabeth, Colum's brother's wife, rolled her eyes. You're not really going through with this, are you? Fanny hushed her as she read the letter, his shortest one yet. My dear Fanny, I don't want to write letters any longer. I've enclosed the money for a one-way ticket to Cheyenne, and we'll leave a ticket for you there to get on the Union Pacific to Green River City. Once you get here, we can see how things go. Then hopefully we'll be wed. If you get here and find it not to your liking, I'll see to it you get back home. It's not a good idea. You don't even know this man, Elizabeth said after reading over Fanny's shoulder. We've been writing letters for months. I feel I know him as well as I can know anyone. What if he's not telling the truth? What if you get there, you're not happy, and he doesn't help you get home? Have you the money for a ticket? Fanny didn't, and Elizabeth knew it. She could tell it would be all right, though. She had faith this was the right thing to do. Elizabeth lived two streets away from her house she'd grown up in. She saw her parents, her sisters, and her brothers every day. Her grandparents lived less than a mile in the other direction. Fanny might as well be telling Elizabeth she was moving to the moon. 
Fanny's grandparents came over from Ireland, and her father's family wasn't well-to-do. Her mother passed away while giving birth to Fanny's fifth little sister, Susan, a girl who had never been right in the head.